Welcome to Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we talk about how we can live the gospel every day, no matter who we are, where we live, and what our circumstances are. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome back to a brand new season of Living the Gospel. Woohoo! I'm Kathy. And I'm Julia. And we're excited to kick off season two of Living the Gospel with all of our listeners. So it's been a few weeks since you heard from us, mm-hmm. and I hope you guys are all enjoying a nice summer. Or winter, wherever you are. Wherever you are, yeah. It's been a bit of a different summer this year, of course, because mm-hmm. of travel restrictions and so on. Usually we spend a bunch of time in the summer traveling around and going different places, but yeah. this summer it's been a lot of staying at home, actually. It's been a bit and, quieter, for sure. Yeah, but it's been kind of nice because we've had a really, really nice summer here where we are, mm-hmm. and actually feel like I'm enjoying the summer, like really experiencing the summer for the first time in a while. I so. do too. I feel like for the first time it's not going by in the blink of an eye kind yeah. of thing. So it's been kind of nice in that way. So we are doing something a little different to kick off season two, and we're going to start out actually by covering kind of a theme. We probably all know the verses in Ephesians 6 that talk about putting on the whole armor of God. So over the course of a few episodes, we are going to look at a few pieces of that armor and see what maybe they mean for us as Christians. Yeah. So today we're going to start with the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. So let's just start by reading these verses in Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I was kind of thinking about a suit of armor, Mm. right? And back in the day, I don't know much about this, but I know that (laughs) back in the day, I think um, like combat was much more person to person sort of hand to hand, right? right? Like they didn't have guns right everything was very like up close yeah and where they lived there in Ephesus there was there was Roman occupation at the time that Paul wrote this letter right Right. so everybody would have been familiar with what a Roman suit of armor looks like right and that made it I think a very good metaphor for what Paul was trying to say right and why do we need to put on an armor what is the why why did Paul even use that as a as a metaphor right so actually Paul answers that in Ephesians 6 that he says in order to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one So Satan and his hosts, they have a lot of tricks up their sleeve, and they know that it's not so easy to get someone to deliberately live according to their lusts. So they try to fool us. They come to us with alternatives to make things look like they're kind of not so bad, get us to give in to our lust in some way or another. Right. Because it's written there, again, in the same same chapter, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places— So we have to be prepared for those battles that we know will be coming. Right. And because we are Christians and we we do have this mind that we want to serve God and we want to do the good, right? Mm -hmm. And we have that mind and Satan knows that. So then he he tries to find these little ways through kind of, right? Yeah. So that's why it's so important that we have the right tools to fight against him. And that it's the whole armor. It's the whole armor. So let's start with what he writes in Ephesians 6.14. So he says there, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. And what is the truth that he's talking about there? Well, Jesus actually speaks about the spirit of truth. And so what that is for us is that it's the Holy Spirit showing us the truth about sin in our own lives. It's the truth about how we are as natural people. But not only that, 
it's also the truth about how mighty God is and what he can do in our lives. And I think, too, that the, the truth, the truth is a firm foundation to build on. Well, and I thought about Jesus actually said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? So the truth is to live as Jesus. And Jesus himself is also known as the word. So the word is the truth. Right. If we live our lives according to God's word, and we keep the commandments that Jesus gave us, that's the truth, right? God's word is true from front to back. Yeah. Everything about it is yeah. true. And if you think about putting on this armor, every bit of it actually connects. So when I think of this belt of truth, then that you can almost even say that that is the word of God, that you need to be, you need to have the word of God as your armor. You need to be ready with it when the battles come. And even, for example, when we'll talk later about the shield of faith, they say faith comes by hearing and hmm. hearing by the word. Yeah. So it all comes down yeah. to the word of God. That the word is is everything to us and we're, we're, we're reading it and we're finding the truth in it and we're we're living according to what we read there, right? Right. So maybe then you've already answered the question a little bit, but then how do we put on the belt of truth? Right. And I thought about that is that we love it. We love the truth, right? Like we we practice consciously making it our own. So like when we read there in the word to love your neighbor as yourself, for example, right? So we consciously like we practice doing that. And then we also come to see the truth about ourselves, which is that by nature, I don't love my neighbor right. as myself. Well, I think for every truth that we see about ourselves, there is, you can almost say an equal and opposite truth. And that is that I can become just like Jesus in that area. For example, if we, if I see how how much I lack love when I deal with other people, then I was thinking that that's the truth about myself. And that can seem bleak if you if that's the only truth you have. But then the other day I was thinking about um, those words where Jesus said that he was talking about Jerusalem, the city where they crucified him mm. for no good reason. And he said, how I wish that I could gather you under my wings like a mother hen gathers her chicks. Mm. Like that these, these people that were horrible and spiteful towards him, that was the love and the care that he had for them. So then that equal and opposite truth for me is that I can be just like that. Right. So if I have the, both those truths, then I know... I know what I have to work with and I know what my goal is. And I think that in itself, having that goal is actually a very powerful tool. Right. And it's it's when we embrace the truth of our, about ourselves that we can change, right? right. So if I, if I love the truth, and that doesn't mean that I love the fact that I don't have love, mm. but I love that I get to see the truth. And I love that this, this is revealed in me and God gives me light about that because it's when I see it that I can be transformed from it, right? Like, yeah. I can't go from being a selfish and self-seeking person to being a loving person who loves to bless and give for the others unless first I see that I'm saturated right. with egotism, right. right? And then when I see this egotism, this self-seeking in myself, and then I compare it to, for example, what's written in God's word about love, that love does not seek its own, is not puffed up, mm -hmm. and all the other things we read there about love. and I, I acknowledge that I do have a battle ahead of me to get to that point. But if I love the truth, it's an armor for me when Satan tries to come with his darts in, in that battle. I have mm -hmm. to battle against those 
those selfish thoughts, though, that egotism, and I have to battle and Satan is going to come and he, he's going to try and tell me you can't do it and yeah. this person doesn't deserve it or whatever, right? But if I love the truth and part of the truth being that I know that it is possible for me to be transformed, yeah. then that protects me. The truth protects me from those darts, right? Mm-hmm. It's written that Satan is the father of lies. Right. So actually the belt of truth is, or the spirit of truth is a completely opposite spirit to him. We've been at church recently. We've been hearing a lot about um, Satan as the accuser and how he comes to us and wants to accuse us, but that he can come with these little things that are half truth and make it look, you know, like you're so bad, but he doesn't come with any hope in it. Right. And when God comes with the whole truth, it's that, yes, this lies in my flesh, but also there's complete hope and power to be transformed. It's a totally different spirit. It's 100% truth, whereas Satan always mixes in a lie. Right. I actually also looked up what Johann Oscar Smith writes about the armor of God. He writes, a lie, no matter how little, gives the powers of darkness an opening for attack, but the truth chases them far away. So I thought about, you know, for example, how easy it is for me to want to tell a little white lie, as we call them, to save my own Mm. reputation or to save face, kind of, right? It is. I remember many years ago, we heard one time at church, um, we got the exhortation, never lie in order to save your own honor. Mm. And on the surface, that can sound a little bit like, well, Obviously, we know we're never going to lie. Why do we have to specify to save your own honor? But when you actually, for me, when I started to work with that, I realized how close it lies to just twist things and fabricate a little bit to yeah. save your own butt in yeah. situations. Yeah. And you can sometimes not even realize you're doing no, it almost. No, just, but it's so good to have your eyes yeah. open because like you said, this lie is like a, these lies give the powers of darkness an opening for attack. Hmm. Okay. And so we're going to go over one more of these pieces of the armor today. and that is the second part of what he writes in Ephesians 6.14. He says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is actually everything done in the perfect way, right? Mm. So true righteousness, full righteousness is divine nature, and it's done in the way that God would do it. It's like his laws of life, which is if everyone were to live according to the way that he's set up the universe, then everything would happen in exactly the right way, right? Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what true righteousness is. But of course, we're not born righteous. No, right. So when we first get converted or give our lives to Jesus, as we say, then we get our sins forgiven and we start with this clean slate, right? Because of that sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf, because he died for our sins, right. then his righteousness is actually reckoned to us. Yeah. But we can't just kind of like sit back and ride on that for the rest right. of our lives, right. right? And his righteousness is reckoned to us as long as we are pursuing righteousness, yeah. as Paul said. What that is, is grace because... Like we said, we don't see everything at once. And there are areas where we just don't have light. And and things are coming from our flesh and coming out of us, actually, that we don't see before we do them. And we don't even know that we're doing unrighteousness consciously. We don't know that. So in that case, then that righteousness of Jesus actually covers us because God sees that our heart is to do righteousness and our whole longing and desire is to be righteous. And he sees that because in those areas that we that we do have light, mm-hmm. we are doing as as we should, and we are faithfully 
obeying what we know to be right. And then his grace is so great that he won't condemn us for the no. things that we do wrong that we don't yet know to be wrong. No. And we're born very, very human. And that's what we are. But righteousness is not unattainable to us. Because Peter says, you have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, right? He writes that in 2 Peter 1 verse 4. In other words, it is promised us that we can have divine nature, right. which in other words, we can become righteous. Yeah. It is something to pursue. Paul, Paul writes to Timothy, pursue righteousness, something we have to fight for and something we have to chase after. But in the meantime, we can be righteous as far as we, God has given us understanding about what that means for us and what we have to do. And as far as he's given us light and revelation about our, the sin in our flesh and how, how to overcome that, right? Right. So for me, in my day-to-day life, to have this breastplate of righteousness on is to practice righteousness. It's doing the will of God as he works in me, mm. right? It's, it's being obedient to what I know to be right. Right. Because the spirit, God is righteousness. Yeah. So the spirit of God will only prompt me to righteousness. Right. So it's just simply obeying the spirit in right. large and small things. Right. And I don't have light over everything at right. one time. So I'm not, like, I can't say that I'm perfect. That's not, that's not what we're trying to say here. But we are righteous and we can live righteously as far as God has given us light and understanding. Yeah. Right. And that, of course, that protects us because then Satan has nothing on us. He can't say, well, look at you. You did this and you knew better. And Well, and not to mention that like righteousness is in a way another word for victory over sin. Yeah, like, to be right. righteous is to overcome temptations large and small. Right. And there is tremendous power in, in victory over sin. Right. There's a powerful spirit from God in that. And as you get victory over sin, that spirit in you becomes stronger. And so, of course... That's an effective piece of armor against the attacks right. of Satan, and and any acts of unrighteousness, things that, um, for example, if God prompts me to give something up and I don't, that is an act of unrighteousness, and that drives a wedge in between me and Christ, and that's an attacking point for Satan. Right. That's a giant hole. In yeah, the armor for sure. Right Whereas if I if I'm working to be righteous as Christ was righteous, then. In our spirit, we're in unity. Right. And where, where in there can Satan get in? There's no way right. for him to get in there. Right. And the thing is, we we really have to make sure that it's understood that I'm not doing this because I have some great strength in me no. to be righteous and because it's not a self-righteousness of, oh, look at me, I'm doing everything right. But it is when when I really want to live this righteous life and, and that's a desire of my heart, I find out very quickly that that is not something that comes naturally to me, right? And I find out that I need power and I need strength that is not my own to do that. And it's written that God, it is God who works in you both to will, so he gives you that will, that yeah. desire to do righteousness, and to do, mm -hmm. so he gives you the power to do that as well. So it's not it's not unattainable because it is from God that we get this this power to yeah. do it. yeah. I think we've, I've quoted this before. This is one of my favorite verses, actually, if I can say that. What Paul writes in Philippians 3, verse 12, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on mm. that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So I'm constantly in this pressing on. I want more of the life of Christ. I want 
more of his virtue and I want more of the fruit of the spirit in me, right? Yeah. And God loves that. Like when you have that attitude, then God is for you. And then we, we read in that verse, I think it's in Hebrews, that if God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah. Yeah. Satan's got nothing there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of, then, of course, righteousness is a protection for us, right? Mm -hmm. Because Satan can't come with all of these wiles and his whatever it is he tries to use against us to get us to give up, to, to give in to sin and to be discouraged. He can't come with all of that. When we know that we have a good conscience before God, yeah. because we are, regardless of the fact that we are human mm -hmm. and we have sin, we are pressing into the life of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can see how these pieces of armor work together to create a whole suit of armor because, say, for example, you have fallen and then Satan's quick to come to you with an accusation. Mm -hmm. Then you have the belt of truth. Even though the righteousness wasn't there, you fell. Right. You have that belt of truth that, no, 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 Satan, you can, you can accuse me with this, but I have these verses that say I'll become perfect just like right. Jesus is perfect. Right. So you yeah. can – you actually – yeah, you can see how the different pieces work together to make the whole armor so that you're actually impenetrable in any way. Right, right. And, you know, sometimes I think I've heard the argument that people say, they quote the verse in Romans 3, verse 10, that says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Mm. And that's true. We're not righteous. Like we said, we are not born righteous, and there's none of us who are fully righteous. Right. But that does not mean that that is how it has to remain. Right. That means we have something to work towards. Yeah. Like it says that in Christ, we become a new creation, mm -hmm. right? So that's the hope that we have, yeah. that we don't have to remain the same. And we can, as we live on this earth, we we go to like just greater and greater degrees of this life in Christ, where his life actually becomes my own, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually an incredibly hopeful thing. Oh, we have hopeful. something to reach forward for, and we, we can yeah. look joyfully towards the future, oh, yeah. where those things that, that plague me today, I have... No hold over my life anymore. Oh, it'll be amazing. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine what what even my life, what hope I'd even have for my life if all the yeah. things that I saw in my nature, I just had to live yeah. like that for the rest exactly. of my life. It would be hell for me and everyone yeah. around me. Yeah. But that's not how it has to be. And not at all. And like, not at all. By God's grace, there's already been some progress. There maybe yeah. could have been quicker progress, but there's been some and yeah. there'll be more. And that's so hopeful. Yeah. So anyways, there's other pieces of the armor of... Yes. The whole arm and of God. Where are they? When next do we get to week, hear about them? Um, Eunice and Malenko are actually going to be back. I'm sure you guys have missed them and are looking forward to hearing from them again. And they are going to talk about the next two pieces of the armor of God, which we can read in Ephesians 6, verses 15 and 16. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That should be really good. So it should be really <laughs> interesting, especially I think like having shod your feet with the preparation of yeah. the gospel of peace. What does it mean? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you can look forward to hearing Malenko and Eunice talk about that one. Yeah. So we do have a couple of articles on activechristianity.org about the whole armor of God. So... We'll include some links in today's episode description for those, so you can go and read some more if you want. So thank you all for joining us today, and we'll see you again soon. Take care, guys. Bye.